you chicken strips. That's our intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Cold Pizza Podcast. We're gonna have to adjust this because it is spiking hard. That's fine. We're but, still um, looking for a chicken strip sponsor and a beer sponsor. Uh, Mrs. Tyson, please sponsor me. Are you trying to figure out your settings there, buddy? I'm, I'm trying to run the game now, though. Fuck That's so. fine. Well, I it's right can't there. see. It's I, we got the seance going. Oh, yeah, fuck. Those pierogies are in the fridge. They're like three oh. weeks old. It's fine. If they're in they're the freezer, in the, they're it's good. It's the cold pizza podcast, not yeah. the cold pierogi Okay. Podcast. Jesus. Here we go. We're, we, are, <laughs> we are 40 seconds in and have we can accomplished always, we can always edit exactly it. nothing. No, because yeah, it's, it's, it's a podcast. It's a one-take. We. Yeah. Everybody, It's one by challenge. Everybody knows the rules. No, we're just... Word takes two bites. It's, it's uncensored. If you haven't picked up on that by now, it's uncensored. You just can't say. You there. There are three or four things that you can't say, and that's. We don't need to go over them because you're not going to hear them regardless. Because those I will edit out, and I prefer to not have to go through an hour long show and edit out that dumb shit. So yeah, you. Oh, no, you can't say it. Edit. Edit said. You shit splattered Muppet fart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christ. We're going to pick up from last week. We ended the podcast teasing this week's topic, which is like the moment that you were kind of like, damn, cars are cool. I want to do car things now. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I should probably introduce this week. I have. I, I'm gonna go this way around the table because last time I introduced somebody, or it, it was just bad. I got Shannon Barnes with me. I got Blair Stefan. False. I was not here. You're here, no, now, you're here now, homie. Here's figment right. of the imagination. Right. Blair Stefan. I want my alibi. Chance Fournier, and I got R.J. Kresok, <laughs> who is. Shannon's boyfriend. Ooh. Hmm. I'm my she- own independent. <laughs> uh, no, she owns me 130%. Yeah, that's Justin. Sorry, we got So you're YouTube telling on. me, so he's got YouTube on in the background, and he asked prior to the podcast, hey, can we turn that off so yeah, that we can well, focus? Brit put and the only person okay. who has made mention of it so far Bro. is the homie. Justin is the homie, though. Flipsco Clothing. Oh. Sponsor us. <laughs> so, I, I've known Justin since I was racing dirt bikes. Oh, TBT. But um, world is yeah, small. TBT for sure. Um, but is that, that to to start out? Did you get into the automotive space due to vehicles, or was it motors in general via dirt bikes? Okay, we're we're gonna start. Uh, uh, do you want me to start this? Yeah, you're the like, host of the like show. The, okay, so like grassroots. Give me the story. Where did it all begin? Where did you go? Oh my, shit! This is what I need. My grandfather. Yeah, this is gonna be a whole fucking wormhole, rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. We're ready for it. I'm gonna. My grandfather, it. my mother's dad, was a mechanic. As long as I can remember, he did all sorts of like tradesman shit back in the day. But he was a mechanic. Had a 68 Nova as long as I could remember up until he passed away when I was like nine. Can I ask what motor was in it? Because my Nova senses are tingling. It had to be a 350. It was a, I don't, dude, I was nine. Okay. I'm just curious. We're going to go on another tangent here. Car got sold when I was 10 to a guy that lived two houses up from me. If you're listening to this, you can go fuck yourself, dude, because I'm sick of you sending me nudes and shit on Facebook because of, not not of him. No, he sent me here. I'll fucking show you, you right gotta, now. You, you, <laughs> I should have prefaced that a little bit better. You can't just walk in and say some dude sending me nudes. Nah, dude, not this he sent me this the other day. Send to five friends for good luck. I'm like, dude, what Oh, the it's, fuck? that is a fully that, naked bra. This, <laughs> this dude is like 70, 60-something. But, okay, sold the Nova to him when I was like 10. I didn't sell it. My grandmother sold it to him. There was a verbal agreement that when I turned 18 or had the money to buy the car before I turned 18, the car was coming back to me. Hmm. I was to buy it from him for not a penny more than he purchased it. From my grandmother for, I was about 14, 15, right before we, we moved out of that neighborhood when I was 16, I think. 
I was like 14 or 15. And like, this is somebody that I was close with from the time I was two years old. He shows up in a brand new fucking Grand Sport, C6 Grand Sport. And he's like, yo, look, I traded the Mini and the Nova in on this. And Mm. I could have buried him in his backyard. And I probably still could. And put this into more perspective, I'm a machinist. This dude is a retired machinist. There is so much shit that I could learn from this dude. This, I was going to save this story for one, like we were going to do like another like frustrating car stories or like the most pissed off you've been. Uh, I'm boiling like Just I'm, I'm going to be 24 and I fucking boil every yeah. time I think of this dude. I mean, that's a history. I mean, it's a piece I'm, of, that's a family heirloom. You know, uh, that, not, I think that's, it wasn't really, but that was like one of my favorite memories of my grandfather and like. I don't want to sound fucking materialistic or whatever, but, like, I'm into cars. He had the 68 Nova. My dad had a 68 Camaro. I wanted to get a 68 Chevelle and just kind of have, like, the trilogy. Yeah. And now, like, I didn't get the Nova, so my dad was like, eh, fuck it, I'm going to sell the Camaro, and now we don't have any of them. But, okay, so, yeah, my grandfather was into cars, got me into cars, from a young age, I remember going to, like, all sorts of shows and cruises with him and my dad. And, like, I was never really into, like, the muscle cars and the classic cars and shit. And then... I was going to say, you're, you're like, you wanted this Nova. <clears throat> now you're a fucking beaver I was, boy. Well, like, I was never really into it. The only reason I really wanted the Nova was because it was my grandfather's. And then... Um, my uncle had a 318 Ti... E36 and that that was my first exposure to BMWs and like I didn't realize that that was like one of the lower tier E36s at the time I was just like oh it's a BMW and like everybody from the small towns that we're from it's like oh it's a BMW and like that used to be a status symbol to me it's just a car mm-hmm. and like now I know like a 7 series like a loaded 7 series like if you want to make a statement like, you buy that or, like, a Alpina B7 or some shit. That is a status symbol in Not my eyes. Not a 318 Ti. A 318 Ti <laughs> is a fucking drift car. I uh, know. They're just... Don't, no. even, don't even buy one. Do yourself a favor. I, I said you don't. can't slide them, and Britt's like, yes, you fucking can. Look up Chelsea Denofa, and now I know who Chelsea Denofa is. So... If, also, if, he just figured out that Chelsea Denofa is a male. Good. We discussed this, that, um, this, is, this is a... This is a... Too. Okay. This, uh, this is a top tip. If you want to get in drifting and you have no money and you see a TI on Kaya for twelve hundred bucks, like I'm gonna drift this, just don't. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's continue this. So you're not gonna get that. That was my first exposure to BMWs. Right. And then like they were always watching like the exactly. road course. I don't know what series it is that Turner Motorsports runs in, and they had switched from the. E92 M3s, and then they were racing the M6s and shit for a while. I guess that's like a GT class of some sort. But they, my cousins were always talking, my my uncles. All right, I apologize. We just had a... And don't whisper during the thing. It does check up on that. I don't even know (laughs) what the fuck this is doing now, but... Um, yeah, we're having some technical difficulties. I'm sorry, but yeah, my cousins Just edit were... edit this out. It's not a big deal. I'm talking. <laughs> you have the fucking talking stick, Mr. Fournier? I did edit this out stick. No, we're, we're starting right now. Oh my goodness. Ready, go. My cousins were always talking about M3s. Um, my cousin, oldest cousin graduated college, bought an E36 M3. Uh, this is like... 2009 probably so I was 14 so I used to hang out at my uncle's house in the garage a lot so like I'd hear them talking about this shit and then they went to Bimmerfest when it was still held in Maryland in 2011 and of course I forget which overheated where but (laughs) the 318 overheated on the way down or on the way back I guess and the M3 overheated like right before they got into the venue. So both cars overheated. My dad and I actually had to source um, two separate dollies and then get 
I guess my cousin found a ride home, the cousin with the M3 found a ride mm-hmm. home, got their trailblazer, borrowed one of our friend's dollies, drove down, and then my dad also took one of our other friend's dollies down, and we, they both towed back fucking... <laughs> both of the overheated Blown vehicles. up E36s. So, of course, that didn't deter me from any of this shit. And um, I was really heavy into motocross at the time, so I was like, yeah, fuck cars. Like, I turned 16, I didn't get my permit right away, and didn't get my license till I was, like, 17. There's other factors with that, but um, just was kind of like, yeah, we, we had moved into town, and, like, I could walk everywhere I needed to go. I didn't feel the need, really, and didn't want the expense because I was trying to put all of my money into dirt bikes, which was, in hindsight, completely fucking stupid because I sucked at riding dirt bikes. But, I mean, live and learn. Go big or go home, I guess. Yeah, but it kept that thrill going. Go all in. No, it kept that... But you had fun. I really didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You got ahead of me. No, lots of them. My dad and I got into several arguments that didn't need to be had, but... Um, no, I was just kind of like, when I started going to, well, right before I started college, I, um, I didn't even blow up the fucking bike. Kid that I used to hang out with blew up the bike. And I was like, well, fuck it, time to sell everything. Like, I don't want to put money into it to fix it. You're just looking at me like, hey, that's what? karma for... What? No. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Chance was making a look like, oh, somebody fucked up your shit? Oh, so sad. <laughs> I, I, wasn't even, I wasn't even mad. <laughs> that, was, that was what your was, eyes were saying, portrayed. anyway. I was literally just looking at you. Nothing but, um... No, and then I was like, I guess when I sold... The all the bikes and gear and shit. I was like, yeah. I mean, I guess cars are cool. BMWs are cool. I had started dating Rachel, and her family's a BMW family. One of my other friends that I had raced with got an E ninety. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna get an E forty six. Cars are gonna be way cheaper than motocross, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you thought cars were going to be cheaper than motocross? You don't understand how much stupid money I was spending on stupid shit. I didn't think it was going to be cheaper, but I thought it would be like a less, no. like a... Dude, I I had no idea what the <laughs> fuck I was in <laughs> no, for. No, 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 I'm no. well aware. Although, that when you get into big motocross stuff, I mean, the amount of money in research and, like, they have four spare motors, two uh, spare I, frames. I was like, never to that extent. No, but I mean, when I, you get to that level, Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, I raced with kids that they had the double-decker fucking toy hauler with, one, the kid with the double-decker fucking toy hauler had a Joe Gibbs racing motor in the bike. That fucking motor was 25 Gs. Yep. He's racing fucking C-Class on a local level. Yeah. Like, I mean, nice kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I met some of the coolest people in the world through racing motocross, and I also met some people that they should bury under a fucking mental hospital because there are people that are fucking batshit crazy, yelling at their kids, like oh, pushing yeah. their kids so fucking hard for them to ride around in fucking 30th place. And like, I rode around in 30th place out of 40 riders fucking plenty. Don't get me wrong. I was not fucking good. But my parents also weren't standing along the fence yelling at me and then fucking cussing me out when I came off the track. Like, I have seen some of the dumbest shit and met some of the stupidest fucking people I will ever meet in my life through motocross. At the shop, we sell so many striders because you can't really get a little kid riding a dirt bike until they can balance. So they get them at 18 months old on a strider, learn how to balance. What's a strider? It's a, um, it's a bike without pedals. Yeah, a yeah. little bike without pedals. You literally just push yourself. And for clarification. So they stride on them. Yeah, exactly. And they have little races yeah. for them. It's very cute. They have races for striders. Um, 
Yes. Can we have like a, we have, wait, wait, can we do an adult race for Striders? Do, like, do you understand how tall this bike is literally? I know like exactly what Oh, we can do it. Uh, yeah, it, I'm saying because it would be absolutely hilarious. That's a video. The problem is the seat is so small, it'll go up your butt. <laughs> you need to put like a bigger seat on it. Oh, but anyway, no, so. then when they turn two years old, they get on a dirt bike. Joke's on you, the regular, never mind. <laughs> I can't say that. Joke's right. on you, um, I wanted that to happen. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> but Don't um shame me. <laughs> but now I uh that's kind of I had the E46 and then the BRZ and then the downward spiral of deciding a truck was a better purchase and yeah. now we're here. But um I feel like everybody goes through a truck mode. Though. Uh, fuck that truck. You ju- you just found out about it a little bit too late. <laughs> uh, that financial fucking nightmare. Right? But no, I I had the guy that had sold the Nova. I think the most. Well, I'm gonna ask all of you this too. Like, when was the first time you ever did 100 miles an hour in a car that you never. can remember? I've never got a. Shut the fuck up. We did <laughs> over 100 on the I way just, here from. Dinner. Just because your Cobalt can't do 100. If it dropped out of a plane, I did it once on snow tires. You want to be scared? Uh, no, I, I think I might take the crown for this. The first time I did 100 miles an hour was in my 2001 Honda Odyssey, which flat <laughs> out... No, I, I mean not eight. driving. Like, any... any That's yeah, a good question. You you were never 100 miles an hour before you were behind the wheel of my the vehicle? My dad's no. Dodge Neon on the way, from the, on the way home from work. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely... When my dad used to bring home cars from exotic car Pittsburgh and still exists, I, I know I went... Like, I, I, was, I was maybe 10, and I know I went over well over three-digit speeds. I don't know. If I, I was. I I was like, you have to remember when I was in in the car, getting into cars phase. My parents had the MR2, and that's not exactly a vehicle that I could ever think my mom would push to hundred miles an hour. Although now that I'm older, she totally does. She wouldn't do it. With, she wouldn't, but when you she were wouldn't drunk. do it when I was in the car because no, no. I was young. My dad always gave me the preface of. Don't, Don't tell, tell your, your mother. mother. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we and, and no, on, on the reverse, I was 15. I'd only driven stick a handful of times, and my mom took me to the Mount Lebanon High School parking lot in the MR2. So go ahead, drive it around the parking lot, get a feel for it. Don't tell your father. <laughs> okay, I think we finally got the mic set up and everything. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but the first time I remember doing 100 miles an hour in a car, was with the guy that had purchased the Nova mm-hmm. and then sold it out from under me. Um, it was the day that he bought the Nova. It needed a new battery. So we went from our neighborhood over to, it's called Ober's Performance. It's a friend of ours. He actually used to work there. It's an engine shop, a machine shop, automotive machine shop. And he had a they sold batteries and shit too. So he had a Mini Cooper S, I guess. I don't know. It was like an 03. It was an early, like. It's probably a supercharged one. Yeah, it was. I don't remember what the fuck. But Lexington Road, like a block and a half from our house, we did 100 miles an hour coming up the hill on our way back. And he's like, Yeah, you probably shouldn't tell your parents. He's like, I'm sure you've done a hundred before, but that was like the first time that I can remember doing a hundred miles an hour. And you're like, whoa. You can I was do ten, that? I yeah. was like, that's fucking wild. I was like, wait, you didn't go to jail for that? Like I was fucking ten. I was dumb. I don't but, think I ever knew because my mom has a lead foot and my dad just likes to be an asshole when he drives. <laughs> that's what I mean. Just... Like my mom has a lead foot too and like I'm sure I had done a hundred but just didn't know. Like that was those early Mini Coopers, the fucking speedometer is this big, and it's in the center of the car. So, like, you're sitting in the passenger seat. You can see clearly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was with my great-aunt Rita, like, during the summers when my parents worked, I thought she drove so slow, but she was probably just going the speed limit. <laughs> just compared to your parents. They were hustling. Yeah. My mom had places to be. She means business. <laughs> All right, fam. When did you... I don't, I don't care who goes next. I mean, driving 100 in the van was the first time I'd ever actually broken the triple digit of conscious effort. I'm sure my dad, when I was younger, actually did. But personally, uh, Honda Odyssey minivan, 2001, four-speed automatic, uh, came out of the tunnels on... Well, entered the tunnels, four-pit, 
flat out from the convention center. By the time I was at the other end of the tunnel, it was about 93, 94 miles an hour, and I just stayed in it, made this slight left up the hill, clipped 100, and let off. That was it. And my mom's uh, Turbo RDX also took that to, like, 110. Yeah. I had a I had a buddy in high school who had a Turbo RDX. The Turbo RDX is great. Oh, it was fantastic. And we had and never mom- had experience with anything that was turbocharged. So I had my Cobalt. My other buddy drove his parents Sebring to school. And so the one kid, he had a Mustang, but his mother had an RDX. And we were like, what would happen if we start trying to pull away the silencing around the turbo? And I remember driving and ripping around the back roads of, out by Scranton and accelerating and hearing it spool and then letting off and psh, and then spooling it. And psh, I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. I don't know what these things come on, but I need a vehicle with a turbo. That was Honda's first production turbo engine. And they did well? No, it didn't. It sold like garbage. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the motor itself. All right, let's not get into this. How, <laughs> how did you get into cars? Me. Any of you. Well, I'm going to – I'll jump in. I'll make it – I'll try to go through some processes. But the first story that I can truly remember, obviously I, I grew up watching Thomas the Tank Engine, like seeing all of these like uh, just motor <laughs> like automotive things was the greatest thing. That I was is, like, that I'm is, sorry. That is You're not how I expected this to start. Oh, I was so with how did you get into cars? Please Thomas continue. Tank yeah. I mean, I no. watched the shit out of Thomas Tank Engine. I had that so didn't many get me into cars. Yeah. Oh, I was all about trains. I had like like train stuff and I was like this is awesome and then you, I You've explained so much about how we got to here. Oh, oh well, dude, I, I didn't realize you went to private high school until like a month ago. Went and now private high everything school? makes so much to, sense. I went to a Jesuit college prep school. Doesn't doesn't years. that just explain so much? Dots are connecting. But but so started started with trains, did those sets. And then I got the typical car mat and we had matchbox cars. And we continue to obtain Matchbox cars. And so we're, you're ripping the Matchbox cars around. You're, like, pretend doing accidents, all that stuff. There's, the there's another thing it says. You're a Matchbox kid. And I was a Hot Wheels kid. Yeah. I had both, dude. Uh, I think I had both. I don't, I I don't say Matchbox. Matchbox. I had, like, six Matchboxes my whole life. I had Ooh. both. I had, like, hundreds of The key Wheels. was I had a Matchbox. It literally looked like a briefcase. And it's actually my parents' the attic. And I will find little... it. it. It was a briefcase that you could open. It had two trays. It would hold, I don't know. 30 cars per tray, you'd unfold it and it would have two trays of Hot Wheels or Matchbox cars in it. And then the unfolded briefcase would be a little road highway setup that you could play. I'm not with. even going to front right now. I've probably spent $150 on Hot Wheels in oh, the past no. year. Let me, let me just. I have been waiting for the Supreme drop of the M3 E30 for Same. two months. Let's be clear every time I go to Walmart, I go to the Hot Wheels section. Brittany, is that correct? The first <laughs> podcast we did, we left, we did it at your house. It was last year. It was you, me, Evan, and Blair. The Stance podcast, we left from there, and we went to the AutoZone that's beside the new sheets, and I bought a McLaren F1 GTR when we were there. I don't know why I remember that. Anyway, RJ, I don't know you. I'm sorry. No, uh, so started doing some more of that. But the first time I remember that, like my dad has always been into Camaros. He currently has a 69 Z28 numbers matching car. And that's one of my favorite cars of all time. And I remember when I was five ish, it had to be kindergarten. And my dad is talking to this guy about, and I can remember this at the Montrose high school. A Hugger Orange Z28 Camaro. Is Hugger Orange a real thing? I'm Googling oh, you're it right the now. Ro- you question the ro- Yes, Hugger Orange is a... Hugger Orange? Hugger Orange. Who in GM corporate woke that, up and said Hugger Orange? My dad's car is Le Mans Blue. That's fine. Hugger Orange? Mm-hmm. Like uncomfortable... Throws phone. I'm not saying it's not a color. Sorry. Why the fuck did they call it Hugger Orange? Ask GM. Look it up. I'm very interested. GM doesn't have a good answer for anything. Facts. Not performance car, not hybrid. You know not- what they do have a good answer for? When your Japanese shitbox needs a new motor, or if you have a Fox body, they have an answer for that. No. Our Lord and Savior, the LS engine. No. Bless us. You're completely wrong. <laughs> um, but LSs so- are overrated and garbage. They're not garbage. They're amazing. Overrated. Oh, they're pop- Super one, overrated. 
Uh, one of the and best I'm gonna tell you made. why you're wrong. I I would never. No, I can't. Like I would never swap an LS anything I own. Bls one of the best players ever made. You can't precisely. Say I would never swap an LS and do anything I own. Yeah, yeah you said it was you garbage. Have, it's overrated. You have morals and standards. But overrated. You don't think the LS motor is overrated? No, it's everybody. It's over. Maybe overplayed, but everybody. But it's not overrated. The motor's amazing. Overrated and overplayed are the same. Book no, it's not. No. no, it's not. Overrated. I mean, it's overplayed. overrated would be people saying it's better than it really is. And it's Hi, not. I don't feel like high trying. horsepower EJ twenty fives. Hi, overrated. Don't exist. Hi, I feel like I needed a challenge and I wanted to seem really cool, so I bought an LS. Uh, I bought an LS. See, but you, I, I look, perspective here, you want the most efficient, power-responsive motor for the least amount of money, NLS is the answer. It, there's no there's no better motor. It's not, not fancy, no, it's not crazy, it doesn't make, like... Uh, it's half the size of anything that's competitive, uh, or competitive, and it's... It's and the it's easy segment. option, it's it the... Works. Press, I yeah. don't like it because it's the easy option. Okay, you don't have to like exactly. it, but you can still appreciate the fact it's one of the best motors ever made. I don't think you can argue that it's not. It's too good. I'm not arguing that it's not. But but, except he said it was garbage. But he doesn't like it. It's garbage that everybody... I'm can't. trying to get you to say you were wrong about it being garbage. And you're not going to, so try again later. <laughs> I don't understand why you can say that. It's like... 11.30, call me in like six hours, and I'll still tell you you're wrong. How did, I, how did you guys get into cars, Chance? By arguing about cars with Blair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, genuinely, for what it's worth, Chance and I's development into, like, tuner cars and turbos and modifications and everything grew out of our, was it, 10th grade? Our, yeah. We had a wonderful woman named Madhura Renade, and she taught 10th grade math class. It got to the point where uh, a friend of ours, Griff, and Chance and I were moved to the corner of the classroom because she could not keep us from talking to each other. So she put us in one corner of the classroom so we could talk and not distract the other students as much. And all we used to do is read Super Street and Import Tuner and Motor Trend and everything else and argue about cars. This is before that we knew anything about cars. We just thought we knew things about cars. I still don't know anything about cars. Yeah. What was your chance? What got you into cars? I don't know. I literally this is gonna this is might sound like weird, but I don't remember not being into cars. Like I like I just my entire life I remember from a small age I've always had Hot Wheels. I've always had bunches of toy cars. I've always been around cars. I I don't. I yeah, literally it wasn't like a single moment. I I can't pick a moment that I was like that was like that like changed it for me. I just remember from like a very like it's just it's always been part of my life. I always thought those <coughs> motors were cool. Like I was I had a whole bunch of train like I had like train sets like RJ I had I had all kind of Hot Wheels sets. I had the, I used to make the big tracks all over my house. Uh, I I went to my first NASCAR race when I was twelve. Um, uh, my dad used to bring home cars all the time. Like, oh, I got this NSX for the weekend, or I got this Viper. I because he used to work for some, the they used to own exotic car pits. He'd bring shit home. Here's this six twelve. Here's this F forty, which I never, which I don't remember. Um, Rip. Yeah, and for, like, I remember when exotic car closed. He went to uh, he took me to the garage where all the where the, where the inventory store. I get to sit in, like every single one. It was a whole bunch of old nine elevens and Ferraris and a couple Lamborghinis and an old Bentley. It was, well, it's just different shit. Nothing like amazing, but cool stuff. And uh, but like it was never there was never a moment that it that like changed. It's pretty much been like my entire life for as long as I can remember. I have always been interested <clears throat> in stuff with motors. I don't. I cannot think of a time where I wasn't. Like all like growing up in my room, I always had posters, pictures of cars, of everything. Anything you can imagine. From like from the second, like the first poster I ever put up. I remember we used to be in like elementary school and they had those library like shop day things where Scholastic was coming. Scholastic like, book fair. Yeah, and I remember buying uh, car posters and shit and hanging like they like, had an orange Murcielago poster. Did you have that one? No, I actually had the Celine S Seven poster, which was one of the first ones ever. And I don't even I didn't even know what it was. I remember seeing I like this is cool as shit, and I thought I thought the car was awesome, so I got the poster. And then I learned later in life what a Selena Seven was. I remember like playing uh, what was like one of the first car video games I ever had that I can remember. Need for Speed yeah. Hot Pursuit Two, probably yeah. Underground uh, Two was the first. one. I had I think I had all the Underground games. I, I remember Hot Pursuit. I 2. never had an Underground game. That's a shame. They're, they're awesome. I think the ones that made me into cars was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Two, and then Midnight Club Dub Edition kind of gave me yeah. them. The modification itch. Yeah, well, I mean, I learned about like what what specific models were with because of Hopper Suit Two, the video games. But 
The big models in that game were the Murcielaga was brand new. They had a CLK GTR in that yeah. game. The CLK, CLK GTR and the F1 were two best cars in the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember, I remember playing a lot of old Project Gotham Racing, too. But, um, again, there was never a moment that was like, I was just always, I was always into cars. It was never, it was never anything that changed or defined it. It was just like, that was what my life was about. I like, when growing up, I was like, like Bailey, I had a bunch of dirt bikes and stuff. I thought dirt bikes were super cool. I thought motorcycles were super cool, but I still like cars. I just, you know, were accessible. I get a dirt bike. Um, my first car was still a 240 SX. I don't know, you know, I was still a dumb fucking move, but God bless those I- cars. The first, like, experience I had with, like, driving, like, an actual car or, like, a cart, we had a guy move in across the street from us who was just renting the house from the people that had lived there before. They moved out and kept the house as a rental. And this guy moved in. There was a gated community a couple miles down the street with like a golf course and shit he was building a mansion in there and he was waiting on the mansion to be done so he rented the house across the street he was retiring he was from new york somewhere i'm from Mannheim, where the auto auction the largest one of its kind in the world this guy being from new york he had an exotic car dealership in new york and he dealt in a lot of ferraris and um mainly Ferraris from what I remember. And he would buy and sell through the Mannheim Auto Auction. And I guess he planned on continuing into retirement, doing the buying and selling for whoever was taking over the dealership. So he was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to make my home down here. And then he'll just buy shit and move it up to New York and whatever. They'll ship shit back and forth. So they were always, I wish I could remember what model Ferraris, Mm. but like shit would get the emblems stolen off of it or like the books stolen out of the glove box. Well, like a Ferrari, he was explaining to me and my dad, a Ferrari is worth like 25 G's less without like the manuals and shit. Yeah, it goes with it. Yeah. So, and then like there, people were stealing center caps and, um, emblems off the cars and shit. So, like, while they were waiting on Ferrari to send the replacement badges, he'd just have these cars parked in the driveway across the street. Like, they're collecting pine needles and pollen and shit because there were big pine trees along the driveway. But when this guy would be out of town, the previous owner of the house, we weren't, like, super close with them or anything, but they traveled a lot. And when they were out of town, uh, just out of habit and it being a small, quiet neighborhood, I would grab their newspapers out of the driveway and hide them in like the breezeway between they had like a side door to the house and like a breezeway that went to the garage i'd just go throw them by that side door so it looked like somebody was home and so they wouldn't get broken into so i just continued to do this as this new tenant moved in and my dad and i were over helping him with something in his garage one day he needed help lifting something and again i'm probably I don't know, probably 11 or 12 at the time. And he has these, they were legitimate, they were called NASCARTs. And it was like a Briggs 3.5 horsepower motor in like a little tube chassis with a plastic NASCAR body over top of it. And he had one that was Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s car. And then he had one that was the Halvaline Davy Allison car. Mm. Davy Allison was my dad's favorite NASCAR driver until... He passed away, and then my dad continued to follow NASCAR with Mark Martin. But I had, I was like 11 years old, just talking. I'm like, hey, like, my dad was a fan of Davey Allison, and, like, my dad's standing right there, and we're just all kind of talking NASCAR. And um, this is, like, a couple weeks, a couple months go by. His house is nearing completion. He says he's going to be moving out. So he comes over, my dad and I are in the garage messing around, and he comes over, he's like, hey man, I need help lifting something again, can you guys come over? And he's like, you come too, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, so we walk across the street, and he's like, I need help lifting this go-kart down from, it was on top of like a wooden crate or some shit, like four feet in the air. So my dad helps him lift it down, and 
He's like, yeah, uh, why don't you take that, push it across the street, put it in your garage, because I don't have room for it at my new house, and, like, I think you can value it more than I can. That's these, pretty cool. These had never had any oil in them. They had never been started. Like, they were pure show pieces for him. Like, he had them as, like, garage automobile like, like a coffee like, table yeah. plug, but it's a go-kart. Exactly. <laughs> pretty much. So he, he's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to lunch. I'll see y'all later. So the first thing we did was put oil in it and ran it up and down the street for like an hour. Oh yeah, man. but that was like, and then of course, like that'd be cool as shit to have now because like you see all these people on YouTube, like there are people that will build those Briggs motors to make like twenty two horsepower and do dumb shit with yeah, them. And like you're watching I, the pistons I'm go like, up and down because they boarded out so fuck, much. Fuck, like I, I should still have that but i got greedy when i was racing motocross and my dad's one other friend had a really cool like man cave garage thing that was set up like a 50s diner and like it was really cool but he was just constantly looking for new shit to display in there and i was a greedy fucking 15 16 17 years old and i sold it to him for 500 bucks because it didn't start anymore because i think the points were shot in the motor but when'd you hear your first dirt bike seventh grade so i would have been 13 what was it the first bike was a klx 125 so it was a four-stroke air-cooled 125 not even a motocross bike it was just like a trail bike and then i very quickly realized that was not going to be enough for me and then i got an rm85 when i was i think i turned nine and i got a pw80 yamaha no clutch, three three speed like auto clutch. Oil injected. Oh yeah, that thing was I that thing was a riot. Think, it was slow as dirt too. That was my first. I remember, like man, I want to I want to a dirt bike. I want a dirt bike. Dude, I want P dubs, P dubs are PW fifties and PW eighties. Yeah. There are there have been so many like pro level national champions that have started on a Yamaha PW50. Like call me a national championship they, there, winner Bailey. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that, but like, I like to think Yamaha I is the only manufacturer and correct me if I'm wrong, your family's the one that owns the motorcycle dealership. As far as I know, when I was still racing, Yamaha is the only manufacturer that makes an entry level bike like that. Like KTM makes KTM like they, they make fifties, 50. but they they don't they didn't make one that like you can put they're the training wheels on them. Yeah. They're oh yeah, one thing like I because I had a KTM sixty five, but it was not a it wasn't like no, a, like, but a, like, like, the, like a little kid. The PW fifties mm-hmm. are literally oil injected, no clutch. Like you get on it and you ride it, mm. and it it rides more like a four stroke than a two stroke. Yeah, the KTM fifties are mixing gas and hauling ass like i've seen people do some like little kids do some dumb shit on that small of a bike yeah adults doing dumb shit on that bike yeah is wonderful no i'm I, uh i actually i i know i i did well i mean this is this is a still it's a haul ass bike uh there's a husky 50 sitting in my parents garage right now that's for my nephews when they decide they want to ride something that bike is a fucking rocket ship, and it's like a pocket bike size bike. Like when I talked about um, kids getting on striders and immediately getting on bikes, they're getting on a PW50 yeah. or a PW80. Um, eh, probably a PW50. I have one more because their feet don't touch the ground on anything else. That's how young they're. Why do your feet touch the ground? You're not. You're moving. You, if, you, if you're not moving, you're losing. Their because, feet ain't touching the ground. Because <laughs> these are hands-off parents, and if you can't get on it by yourself. That's your problem, Junior. (laughs) I I had one more neighborhood story, but I think I'm going to save that one. Um, I think my parents are going to end up coming to visit in a couple weeks, and I'd like to have Reckless Ron on the podcast. (laughs) And this is more of a Reckless Ron story because it ties into his um, Camaro build. But long story short, like to, to ease into this one, guy old guy that used to run back and forth past our house like physically run jog past our house stopped one night because my dad was yelling at my dog who i named when i was like four i named it yanko which don yanko performance out of cannonsburg pennsylvania which is also where barnes brothers motorcycles is uh, if i could read the back of my sweatshirt barnes i'd brothers give you motorcycles a- and off-road we carry kawasaki ktm suzuki polaris and 
Yaman. Yaman. For all your street and off-road needs. Yeah, fair numbers on the back. Oh, yeah, 724-746-7100. Get off of the Houston exit on 79, and then uh, Go left. turn left, and then turn right, and then you'll be there. Minutes from the mall. <laughs> Minutes from the shop and save. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> and then followed immediately by, this is 13 or 1320 WJAS Pittsburgh. Sit back, relax in Aurora Cadillac. Oh, I, I'm not. RJ and I are making eye contact because neither of us are from the Pittsburgh area. We have no idea what's going on right now. You guys grew up in Weirdo Town. Uh, listen. So this old guy used to run past our house, and my dad's yelling at the dog to shut up. He goes, oh, did you know Don Yanko? And, of course, Ron being Ron is like, oh, yeah, we used to go off together all the time. Meanwhile, Don Yanko had been dead for, like, 20 years at this point, and Ron was probably like 34 at the time <laughs> but um no uh you're gonna honestly say 34 beers deep no well he was probably three or four deep but <laughs> no ron was probably in his early 30s when that happened and the guy said something about hey when are you gonna get that camaro back together that's sitting in a million pieces in the corner of your garage and you wouldn't have been able to tell that it was a camaro it was down to the frame mm. turns out this guy was um former engineer for GM under Don Yenko back in the day and uh, also happens to be one of the winningest drivers in Corvette history. But he lived like two blocks away and I spent a shitload of time in his garage growing up and kind of solidified my love for Corvettes. But he's he's, Corvettes are good, man. He's a... Dude, that... The white one... That I almost bought last year instead of the 435 haunts me on a daily basis. But there's the a white C6 was fucked. How we get to fix it? Uh, there's a white C6 in the Carvana uh, 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 vend- Just, vending machine. If is you, it a Z? I can't tell. I saw it from the street. I'm trying, trying to convince. I'm trying to convince RJ to go buy one just daily drive it. I don't know why, but I wanted to call it a dispensary. Technically, it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dispenser. Yeah. Automobiles. I just, it, it felt right. And a dispensary is a place that has a dispenser. <laughs> it's a dispensary. The, yeah. the, the, the lot itself is a dispensary. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, does anybody else have anything profound? Where I mean, like, I, I do. I have okay. plenty. I haven't I'm, talked, like, at all. I'm sorry. I've, I've talked a shitload, and it's been a lot of, like, shit that didn't mean a damn thing. So go the ahead. The entire reason I'm into cars is my mother has a 91 Toyota MR2 that I came home from the hospital in. And this is back in the day when you didn't need a child seat and you didn't need any sort of fancy equipment and mom could sit in the passenger seat of a 91 MR2 with no airbags and hold you on her lap and take you home from the hospital. 93 was a wasteland. <laughs> and that's what they did. Uh, they genuinely, my mom held me in the passenger seat and my dad drove the car home. I came home in that red 91 MR2. And ever since I was old enough to actually be in the garage and not intentionally run towards hot, sharp, or sparky objects, I was allowed to spectate what my dad was working on, which was typical stuff. Oil changes, brakes, spark plugs, standard maintenance items, cleaning the cars. I used to always watch. And it it sounds weird. The next time you're at my parents' house, say something and remind me of this, and I will show you the picture. I was about five years old. With a sponge. Yes. And <laughs> it was really the first cute. time my dad let me help him wash the car. And there's a picture of me you will washing never the see headlight a happier child. on a 92 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. And guess what color? Everybody guess. Red. It was a red Jeep Grand Cherokee. Can I put this picture on Instagram? You may. It's All really right. cute. Yeah, I, I will. Um, my dad actually let me help him wash the car. And there's a picture of me and my parents' house washing the headlights of a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And from there, my dad kind of instilled the idea of, it's not so much as like a, I like cars thing. It's like be a handy kind of person. Know what you're looking at. Know what you're working with. Here's how you work on things. You can save money if you do this yourself. And through that, it grew into something that I cared about and something I was interested in. And then it came into speed and supercars. Probably around, I had Gran Turismo for the PlayStation 1. I don't know what year that came out, but I believe it was like 97, 98. 
And I remember playing that game, not knowing a damn thing about cars, and just driving around, crashing off the course and everything else. But that sparked my interest into being part of the machines that control our lives. They do. Nobody around here has a job and no car. Every single person you know has a car. We just chose to develop this passion to the point that it's part of our lives that we unfortunately can't escape from, nor can our bank accounts. But my parents instilled that love for cars in it, and I grew on that love of cars. I broke away from them and started doing dumb things with cars, but... And they still support They it. still do. Uh, they, they don't understand it. Yeah. They, they love you anyway. They do. My, my parents are the same way. They definitely did not understand. And I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my Evo touch to the ground. I'm like, why? Blair, why did you take a chunk out of the garage lip pulling your car in? Because I didn't know I was that low, Dad. Uh, I, was like, I, don't, I was like, I don't understand this, but okay, that's cool, I my, guess. My entire family, like, my dad especially, because, like, grandfather always had GM stuff. Dad had GM stuff the whole time I was growing up. He's like, where the fuck did I go wrong? Like, that you're into BMWs. And then last time I was home, I had it with me. And I took him for a ride in it. And he's like, holy fuck, that thing's this quick and it only has a six-cylinder in it? And I was like... It's like, have you have you heard of our Lord and Savior, the 2JZ? Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, forced induction? Yeah, I'll say that, yeah. But, um... Yeah. The Taiwanese you know. Terminator... <laughs> Nagasaki noisy boy. <laughs> Shanghai spinners. Rod travel agent. Yeah, I was, was going to say a Hong Kong <laughs> travel, Rod travel agent. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good ones. So many oh, terrible, man. terrible memes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I digress. Uh, I digress. What? Josh just has his business credit card laying there. That's like, fine. freely. Let's order a couple uh, Nagasaki noisemakers. <laughs> I'm bagging we'll my car tonight, bag. boys. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, I believe the tax sale is on the current. It's thing is fifteen percent off bag riders right now. It'd be nice if I had money in it that I didn't dump all of it into somebody else's car that I broke. Good night. We will see you at Cars and Coffee in the morning. Bye, friends. You mean breakfast at seven forty-five? I'm not going to breakfast at seven forty-five. That's too fucking early. Not really, but I gotta go do other shit before Cars and Coffee. But um, no, the um, shit. I had something, then Blair made it disappear like a magician. Was it an oil cooler? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 I I'm, I'm sorry. I think that's fucking hilarious. Um, I don't remember what it was, man. That's all good. It's, it's gone. It was here for a minute, and now no. she gone. Was it your will to live? Well, that's been gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just gonna wrap it here, I guess, unless you have anything. RJ, you went away. Shannon, do you, you have anything you want to discuss? Um. You want to do your segment on skincare like you and Courtney <laughs> had talked about doing? I was Courtney. I'll talk about motorcycle gear. Although I do enjoy skincare. Please wear sunscreen. Um, yeah, there you have it. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Drive fast, okay. wear sunscreen. Save your skin, wear sunscreen, wear jackets when riding motorcycles, wear helmets, wear pants that aren't going to immediately rip as you slide 60 miles an hour down the freeway. I, yes. I do that. Oh, I remember <laughs> what I wanted to discuss. This is completely unrelated to how we got into cars, but... Um, this is automotive news? It is. Ooh, Good. I, I think we should have an automotive news segment. Yeah, it's local automotive news. <laughs> I mean, you, you know bullshit. damn well what it is. Um, I want to give a shout out to our boy Justin Brenning. Had his Evo 10 at TPG Tuning today. Um, if you go back two or three weeks, they discussed TPG, built that nasty 2JZ R33 GTS or GT. RS, GTR, something. It's an R33. They took it to Texas 2K. It was a whole fucking ordeal to get it there, but they got it there. But um, they tuned Justin's Evo. He had it on the rollers today. It made 456 horsepower, 325 pound of torque. On pump gas. On 93, and then I think he said it made 510 on E85. 
And this is, is this is 510 real horsepower on a Mustang dyno. On a dyno jet, that's up. That's almost touching that's, with 600. Yeah, that's pretty close to 600. Off a stock block, I believe it's a stock head uh, Evo 10. With Chase a, drove it home. With a, and it has, well, they drove, I think he drove it on the trailer. Right. Uh, no, they literally, well, they I don't know if they trailered yeah, it I home. I just saw a photo uh, Chase, yeah, they. Uh, I know they had trailered it there, but Chase sent me a video. Like he was driving it, like well, not anyway, on the trailer. Uh, but that car fucking hustles. I think it's got a Gen two uh, GTX thirty eighty two on it, or thirty seventy. Yeah, thirty seventy six. I'm sorry, uh, tubular manifold. And that car fucking moves, and it's stock block. That's a lot of ass in that car for a stock block EU ten. This car's also bagged with uh, good fitment, and you know. A, Better paint than most cars on the road, and it also it fucks. Yeah, Justin, uh, Justin builds da- Justin builds a damn good car. Yeah, man. he does not cut any corners, Absolutely and I, not. I mean, I don't know him that well. I see him a couple times a week because like he's part of a group chat that I'm in, and we're all kind of interlinked in the same friend group. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I'm friendly with him. Real cool dude, and. uh that car is fucking awesome and the performance definitely it it has just as much go as it has show but um do you have any Uh, automotive news before we uh the new jeep gladiator the launch editions which are sixty two thousand dollars which is very which if you guys don't know the jeep gladiator is that that new it's a ring wrangler it's a pickup truck uh it's sold out in one day uh, everybody loves their Wrangler pickup, which is a lot of money. I, I, the Gladiator for me is cool. I know Riley likes it a lot. does not do anything for me personally. Um, BMW is coming out with a front-wheel drive car. I believe it's... Is, is it, is it, I, I think, didn't see that. Yeah, it's the new... RJ, I think it's... Is it the new 2 Series is going to be front-wheel drive from now on, if I remember Yuck. correctly? I'm not really sure. I, 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 I can confirm this real quick. Um, They're also coming out with an X3M. I saw that. Um, literally. Yep, yep. They're going to make a... I believe, it's the, I believe it is the 2 Series. Yeah. Um, and Because they, they're making the 2 Series Grand Coupe, Coupe which is coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, which is the four-door version of the two-door version of the car. And it's going to be front-wheel drive. Um, which is really weird. Just that the Grand Coupes don't do it for me. The two series, like I would have, I, I like twos. I, I like current I like, gen twos. I like the uh. current gen. Like I would have bought an M two thirty five or like an M two forty or even an M two. But like, I front wheel drive has never done it for me either. I've never been a fan. But I don't know. That's just me. My opinions don't really carry that much weight. So, um. Well, so at McLaren's newest car, which doesn't have a name yet, it's just been unveiled in the camouflage print, is a, like, road cruising. It's not a Grand Tour car because there's in the back, um, but it's, it's not. not Speedtail, is it? No, it's not a Speedtail. This is different. Uh, this is, um, like, a production production. Yeah, car. yeah. It's uh, it's not, like, a suit. Like, it's not, like, the Senna or, like, the 720 or even, like, or anything. It's, like, it's, like, a. I guess it's a more like you could drive it across the country and it's kind of built for that. I mean, it might, it's probably going to break down, but you know, maybe it won't. Um, that's what just, I mean, interesting to see McLaren's trying to branch out, trying to bring a new market. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, I just saw Lyft's IPO happen uh, about a week or two ago. Uh, they went public with their internal stocks. Uh, which a lot of uh, Lyft drivers were not happy about, and it's already tanking, um, which is not surprising for yeah. ride sharing, because the the private model isn't is not really uh, it's like it's gonna be definitely gonna be stagnant, um, and it's already starting to trade down. Uh, Volvo's making an all electric XC40 Hey-o. this That's year, sweet. which is pretty cool. Uh, it's good to see electric car market being embraced. I honestly, I know Tesla's sales this first uh, this first quarter have not been super good for the Model Three. Um, it's just not as popular as it was, and also the S's and even the X's are super stagnant because they're old. You know, especially the S, especially is a really dated car, and I think people are hoping they're going to re- offer a redesign for it soon. Related but unrelated. Did you hear Elon Musk's rap song? 
I did. R.I.P. Harambe. Yeah, no one knows. Elon Musk released a rap song on April Fool's called R.I.P. Harambe, and it was actually real. It was actually real. That shit slapped. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just, it's just like one of those things you're like, this, I really think he actually might be insane. He, I like him a lot. Like, the dude's a genius, clearly. But you know what they say, like, most people that are, like, that smart have a mental problem of some capacity. His mental problem is he knows no limit and will do whatever the fuck he wants. And I don't see that as a problem. I see that as, like, entertainment for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, I have two, two more things for my news section here. Uh, first, we're going to start with the, the new Ford Bronco, which is supposed to come out next year. Um, which forged, I don't know, Ford's weird. They killed like half their car market and they're making these bizarro S, like they made the, 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 the Edge ST yeah. thing, which is super Which is weird. like, what, 55 grand or I, some wait, shit? Of money is what that's called. Way too much uh, money. They're making this electric SUV car thing. It's based off the Mustang chassis that they're working on. But anyway... There, the Ford Bronco will have removable doors and a removable top. So this will be the. Fr- so it's going to be like an old Bronco. Well, it's. It, I think also they're trying to compete with the Wrangler because the Wrangler exists in its own market and doesn't have really have competition. Like nothing. Like there. What do you, if you're looking at a Wrangler? What else can you possibly consider to buy? There really isn't anything in that segment that's got because nothing is quite like a Wrangler. Even though it's not, you know. Uh, and then my final thing is the Ferrari uh, P80C. Which um, there only exists one of in 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 the world, I believe it's based off of the FXXK. RJ is asleep. He's asleep. He's uh, all done. But it is a stellar looking car, and um, I think it's it's like a mixture of FXXK and then the new Tributo. Um, I was, I'm a lie. It's a lie. I'm sorry. It uh, it's ba- as a 488 GT3 chassis underneath, but it's longer than a 488. Um, same motor, making more horsepower, obviously in GT3 trim, but it's a fucking good looking car. Um, I agree. I I wish the new Tributo looked that good because I don't think the new Tributo is that good personally. It doesn't strike me. I think they're still trying to ride that four five eight look lightning, and it's it looks good, but it's not like oh my god, like I got like not jaw dropping. I feel like Ferrari's in this weird funk where like, they don't make bad cars. They're they're good and they're fast and they're generally received well, but they don't have they're not drawing in this this massive attention like oh my god, like it's it's this for like the Ferrari. It's just a Ferrari. Does that make sense? Um I think it's all I got in my automotive right. news segment. That's cool. Um We are going to wrap it here. Tired. The only other news I have is Cars and Coffee Pittsburgh starts tomorrow. For those of you unfamiliar, that is in Warrendale, off of the Warrendale exit of what is that, 79 North? Yeah, yeah. Um, 79 North, Warrendale exit, Generosa. You get off the exit, you turn right, and then when you come to the light, you turn left into the parking lot. If you're coming from just put, if you just put in generous to yeah, coffee. Yeah, generous to coffee. Um, every other Saturday, it's usually nine a.m. to noon, roughly. Correct. There's plenty of places to get lunch afterwards, if you so choose. Um, usually a really good turnout, even regardless of the weather. Like I've been there when it's been cold as shit, and I've been there when it's been rainy, and like. People aren't scared to drive their shit, which no, is... the rainy days are my favorite. And it's like rainy and kind of cold, and you see somebody like some of the cars that people bring out, like holy shit, like you drove your Viper here in this. I remember being out rainy days, and people have brought first gen Vipers with no roost. I watched wild. the guy; he rolled out his fucking little like they can get like it's like a little topper. It looks like the top of like you guys are like you know camping. You get like the, there's like a tent, and you get like the rain cover thing, so you don't get water in a tent through the mesh. And it looks like he rolled one of those out, it has like a Viper logo and shit on it, covers the top of the car while it poured down rain, so the interior wouldn't get wet. I don't my, know if you guys noticed or not. Gen one Vipers don't have roofs. I didn't at know all. that until just now. Yeah, gen, first gen Vipers did not come with a roof. Well, they weren't convertibles. They just wasn't one. The first favorite. gen Viper is literally completely just this is back in the day everything i want i want no driver's aids and an nav 10 that is ready to kill me what's that's any moment i've I've read an article before it's like more like like some of the top 10 most dangerous cars ever made like that are like 
that will that are dangerous to drive is the first gen Vipers on that list because the car like Daimler. This is back in the day the Daimler Chrysler, and they just threw it to the fucking wind. It's like yeah, we're gonna build this ridiculous car. Why? I don't know why. What do you need this for? It's cool. It's pretty fast. Terrible it, ideas with perfect execution. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's like it gets like a trail. I believe they built the motor originally, and I think they owned Lamborghini at the time. We, we talked about this on last week's. They we took did. the Lamborghini, and Lamborghini was like, "What? This is, what what did, are you doing? What, did you pull this out of a truck?" And they're like, "Yeah, uh, yes." It's like, yeah, this is garbage. Throw this away. We remit. We remit. The Italian way. We remit. Is that an Italian accent? I don't know. We remake, we may remake better. You don't know <laughs> that, how to That is fun. definitely not <laughs> Italian. Can't, can't. That is like Russian I, listen, mob boss. Of anybody you know, I guarantee you I do the worst accent of anybody. Well, I cannot do accents. All right. Well, anyway. Anyway, Cars uh, and Coffee starts my favorite rain day last year. Dude in a 458 pulls in, pulls into the parking spot, like closest to the door, gets out. Just kind of turns around and looks at everybody looking at him because he pulled into a parking space. And it's cars and coffee. That's like sacrilege. Mm. <laughs> he pulls in, looks around, locks the car, shrugs, and walks in to get his coffee. He did not give a shit. No, he, he was out of fucks to give that day. But um, we're going to try and start writing these shows a little better because we've just been kind of winging them and I enjoy listening to my own show but kind of uh, that we, we got to do better we can do better so we're going to um, I'd like to start opening up with like a little bit of a motivational piece each week or something like that and uh, at least something to make people think and doesn't always have to be car related or money related or anything like that. I just want to challenge somebody's thought because I know. Do not ever challenge my thought? I, I will lose. Well, that's that's on you. Yeah, my thought's not good. But um, on that same note, if you guys, if listeners, like you have like a topic idea, send it in, or you have a question. Yeah, like, easiest easiest way to reach me. Don't fucking message me on snapchat because i will open it and i will not remember what you said 30 seconds later so if you want to hit me on instagram or twitter at horsepower pizza or email me through the website www.horsepowerandpizza.com um there's also merch stickers everything else on there um if you want to support all that money Gets flipped right back around, tossed straight back into horsepower and pizza. I'm out of I'm out of shit to say. Everybody left us. It's just me and Chance at this point. So what well, is about? It's currently past midnight. Well, that's so. yeah. It's we been, got, it's been we got to get up and go to Cars and Coffee. <laughs> nice. My phone's at sixty nine percent. But um, nice. yeah. Shannon even says nice. But um, yeah. We'll wrap it there. Yeah, you want to sign off? Uh, We'll see you guys in the next one, and uh, build it for you.